Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine. This podcast where we keep it real to real, but in space. And today we talk about alien. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. This one, I gotta say, like right up the rip. I mean, it's. This was one of the more interesting. Yeah, no, Ripley, right? Yeah, I don't think that's a phrase. Here's the yeah. here's the fun part. Yeah. Until last night, I'd not actually seen this movie, but I knew way more about it than I thought I did. Yep. Yeah. Me and too. I also thought that uh, Lance Henriksen would be in this one, but no, he's in the next one. Right. And there was no that you know suit exoskeleton that must have been the next one. I have I have things to say about the alien in this one. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh no, I totally get that, and yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm Nick. I'm Kaz. I'm Dan, and Joss was dragged into the vents by a drippy guy wearing a jumpsuit with a bunch of shit glued to it, so I should probably (laughs) go after her, but first off, we watched a movie. Yeah, Yeah, honestly, I mean, I've seen this before, and I've seen every parody of this. It's like, I I have been been aware of it, and I've seen little bits and pieces here and there, but actually watching the whole thing... I'm I'm kind of I'm treating every like Spooktober that we do as like my way to slowly cycle through the horror movies I never watched when I was younger <laughs> yeah. because I was either incredibly sheltered little you know little Catholic child yeah. who then got over that whole bit and but for some reason was still terrified of horror movies in general just couldn't actually watch them and now I'm in my 40s I'm like fuck it let's watch these movies and you know what. <laughs> This one was less scary than I thought it was going to be. I think it's a little bit lost time. It's it was not a movie designed for high definition. No. No. No, not at all. Because oh, I mean, I, oof, I've got a couple no. of things to say about this. Yeah. It, I mean, the sets look great, and everything except the aliens looks yeah. great. The, set, the sets are amazing. Mm. The H.R. Giger designs for like the the alien ship, and then like the weirdness that's happening down in the cargo hold yeah. as they as they're being like cocooned and stuff. That stuff is all gorgeous. Like it's the, the actually alien set. ship that's ripped for yeah. your pleasure. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> is this thing phallic? Is it H.R. Giger? Yes. <laughs> did he? Did he mean to? Yes. <laughs> yes, he absolutely did. Or or the uh, the weird central command room where they're talking to Earth. I think. And like, or, what's with all the blinky lights? Yeah. It's like you know how something's quilted yeah. with buttons at interregular yeah. intervals, but with blinky. That, with that many lights, I was just I was picturing it like a like a like a heat lamp. Mm. You just kind of sit in there and just sweat because you know it's the yeah, it's the seventies. You know it's those old really right. red hot bulbs too. And I was thinking like the only thing I thought of I thought of this today was um, it looks like he crawled into the Times Square ball. Yeah, you know. They're always doing that, like, okay, it's like, for, like, no wonder why aliens don't visit, or if they, you know, somehow it shows that they did recently, but no wonder why aliens don't visit, because they look at that, and you know, you're celebrating by watching a, a ball drop. What what are we doing? Well, you also celebrate the 4th of July by blowing your own fingers off, because <laughs> you're a bunch of idiots. That, like, the, okay. <laughs> Fermi's Paradox says that we really can't possibly be actually alone in the universe. It's right. a whole whole big thing, but I firmly believe that we are not alone in the universe. Right. But they know. Mm. The paradox. Like, the, sol- the sol system is the neighborhood where you lock the doors and roll the windows up. It's yeah. like they, they just don't come here because they know. 
I mean, I subscribe to the South Park thing that we're all just a reality TV show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, every species that has one planet is put on all one planet to see what happens. You know, I, I just, I agree with that, but it just, this one, I think, I don't know where the alien was from. I saw a lot of parallels in this movie to Jason mm-hmm. and the first movie. I don't know if you guys thought the same thing. Because you mean, barely saw the alien, didn't really have much well, of a... Well, okay, it's a good thing we yeah. barely saw the alien, because the few times we did see the thing lit up, it's just a man in his jammies with shit glued to him. But way a um, bazillion times better than um, last week, the thing from another world. Uh, yes. That yeah. was that super half That was just a large man. Well, also a little, the baby alien puppet. The the face hugger looked good, though. Hmm. Yeah. But Agreed. the alien, the tiny baby alien scampering off, like, yeah, yeah it was just, like, across the yeah. table, just like, no. Like a kid holding a dinosaur action figure by the tail, yeah. even how they, <laughs> yep. oh god, that, that looked bad. But, yeah, it's like, my, my, my introduction, really, to Alien was through uh, the, the end scene in Spaceballs. Right. <laughs> it's like, get this man some Pepto-Bismol, and of course, it was John Hurt. In the space balls, going, oh no, not again! Oh, that's right. That's why I said that. Yep, that's right. That's I right. Only Holy know, shit! I, I'm only aware of what John Hurt vaguely looks like from that the Doctor Who fiftieth, the, the War, War Doctor, doctor. Yeah. the War Doctor. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't recognize him as young. Yeah, well, I mean, he I was just saw in. Him um, and I'm like, oh, I forgot. He was in V for Vendetta, where he literally phoned in his role. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he was quite like, literally, quite yeah. literally, just like did a FaceTime for his yeah. role. He, he wasn't literally. physically there. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he video phoned in his role. Um. Okay. So I gotta say the opening of this. Oh, okay. We already discussed that this is the first time yep. we've seen this mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. It, but although we kind of knew things through pop culture, it's like J- Joss had right. seen it like years ago, but. Beyond that, it's like, yeah, first first real time for any one of us, but I knew what happened. I know, spoiler, spoiler warning from a, from a movie from 1979, <laughs> only Ripley and the cat survive. Right. So I knew about the cat because I've heard of a famous screenwriting or writing book called Save the Cat, which is a mm-hmm. reference to that, I believe. And, uh, yeah, and, and Jonesy is in the second movie. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, thank God she got the cat. The cat's the most important crewman <laughs> of all. Did the, does the cat Chief die? Chief of oh, Snuggles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why did they? I mean, I love cats, so I don't necessarily question why you would why you would want the cat there, but I wouldn't think that... I don't know. Maybe they're I really have, casual about space in I the have, future. Well, no, I have an answer. Uh, that ship mm. that they're on, the Nostromo. The Nostromo is enormous. It only has a crew of seven, but the entire ship is, you saw it, it's like a city block. Right. Okay. I get confused to be there vermin. was a shuttlecraft. Yeah, the shuttlecraft is, it can only really support like three people at mm. most. Uh, but it is even the shuttlecraft is pretty sizable. Like all the machinery in the alien world, alien universe is huge. Right. Um, and with that much space and that much cargo, there's going to be vermin on the ship. Okay. Oh. So have a cat. Yeah, I wasn't sure how sterile. You know, your random. <laughs> 
space western type ship would be in the future. Uh, in, in this particular world, ain't nothing sterile. Yeah. Everything's gooey, everything's sticky, everything looks like it's going to give you yeah. tennis. It's like the opposite of Star Trek, yeah. clean future. Yeah, it made me think of what you said about why you're like Star Wars because it's dirty and it's, lived in. It's the used future, yes. Yeah. This is... This is a little further along the used future where everything's mm. dirty and broken, yeah. but it's, I, again, it's a lived-in kind of world. Yeah. And I kind of thought I, I was nervous about all the people smoking. I'm like, I feel like you shouldn't have that near the electronics and near the electronics and, and in space, yeah. just in general. Right. But that's like the least of their problems. Uh, where do you flick the ashes? I, oh, no, they'll clog the extra bugs. Yeah, right. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just a well, big pit pit. Well, they have gravity, so yeah. obviously, so at least it's not like it's gonna float into your eyeballs. Yeah, and... it's not. It's not like fully hard sci-fi. It's like we have a gravity drive that keeps everything pointed down without it being like a spinning toroid. O'Neill cylinder. Yeah. O'Neill cylinder. Yes, uh, that's kind of what we do with it now. In order for there to be some some semblance of gravity, it would be the spin method, and I, you walk along the outside. I know, but. I know about the O'Neill Cylinder from the Isaac Arthur Space and, yeah. uh, Sci-Fi channel on YouTube. Yeah. Very good stuff if you like sci-fi or it's futurism. Or, yeah. yeah. It's true. You show me a few of those. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. we we kind of open up the movie it's on the slow. space tugboat, yeah. the Nostromo. Yeah. The, the Nostromo is like a cargo mining vessel. It's bringing... 20 gajillion tons of ore back yeah. to Earth and company. the to the company, which we find out later is Wayland yutani But it's not, yeah. we don't learn that in this movie because Wayland yutani like, the entire Alien franchise can be summed up as Wayland yutani back on their shit. Because yeah. <laughs> they are actively evil. And I'm sorry if you can hear that car alarm, listeners. Uh, it's This is the neighborhood and it's driving the dog crazy. Come here. Uh, All right. I, I gotta say, with this, like, I was trying to struggle, like, why this was a horror movie at first, but then when they get to the premise of it, like, <laughs> boiled down, it makes sense. Sick. You're far away from home and something happens. Mm-hmm. And, you and, get like, sick. The, and at that point, what the fuck do you do? Right, yeah. Uh, oh, like, that time we went to the. Grand Canyon, and I got sick. Right. And I threw up, and I was scared, because I'm like, what do we do? We're in the middle of nowhere. Literally in the middle of nowhere. In a hole in the ground. Yeah. There's this big hole in the ground. I don't know where I am, and I'm sick. Yeah. I got better. Yeah. yeah. You got better relatively quickly, which, thank God. Yeah, I just kind of turned in early. And yeah. The yeah. See, when, when I'm sick, I am insufferable. Right. I just like, when I get a cold, I've got like the worst man cold ever. I'm yeah. just like, I'm dying, I'm wasting away. Yeah. Say good things about me at the funeral. The idea of getting like queasy and yeah. sick away from home is kind of scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you get like that or something happens and, you know, especially the scene where it's like that thing latches on to John Hurt's face. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you see it like the boil down to it or like, you know, you drive somewhere you've never been before and you don't know if your car's going to make it. You know, did I did I pay the AAA bill? Mm. You know, or yeah. just uh, something like that happen? Like, what? The farther do I you do? are from home, the farther you are from help. Yeah, it's yeah. generally the generally yeah. the feeling. And, and or like, what yeah. do I do? And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, this is what they were playing on. This is the I- isolated. This, this is, is what they're playing are... on. Oh shit! All right. And yeah. that's kind of the theme I'm trying to go for, mm. like this month. The first movie, mm. not so much isolated because I had 14 people with them. Mm. This was only seven people. Yeah. And they didn't really get along. Right. 
There are seven seven people awesome who, are, who are yeah. the crew of the Nostromo. They're in uh, like cryo sleep or hypersleep or yeah. whatever the chambers and space are. Diapers. And mm-hmm. okay, the ship is- the ship wakes them up early because they're supposed to be in like deep freeze until they get home with all with all of the ten months uh, in yeah. ten months with all of the the ore. The ship wakes them up early because they discovered a distri- what they would mm. assume to be a distress signal. Yeah. And by company policy, they have to inve- they have to investigate, or else they'll lose their money. Oh, they'll lose all of their money. Like yeah. everything they've done will be for naught because the company is fucking evil, ladies yeah. so and gentlemen. Are the are the uh, are the engineers those two guys who kept complaining about getting half wages? Uh, yeah, they're basically the handymen slash engineers. Oh, I don't know if they're like space everything. janitors, but Parker, I think they're engineers. Parker and Brett are the. Two that are getting like half shares. They're like workmen, handymen. So Dallas is the captain. Uh, Ash is the science officer. Um, uh, Ripley is like third officer. She's just like third down the rank. I I don't know what her specialty necessarily is. Yeah. There's Lambert who does stuff and things. There's John Hurt who I who I think his name is Kane, but I'm yeah, gonna keep calling so, him John yeah. Hurt. Yeah. Uh, and, who else? What else are we gonna know? Yeah, and this is yeah. and this was before he he got his sonic screwdriver, so he couldn't just fix things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah. yeah, they wake up. They're woken up early, and they go to investigate the what they assume to be a distress call. But the computer is able to translate at least some of it, and yeah. it sounds more like a warning, like something's warning them away from this planet. But they hear that. A yeah. moment too late. Yeah. What's up? Oh, I, I just wanted to say before we get too far, something, yeah. was that Helvetica font? Like, something about the way the credits were set up just looked like that old-timey 50s, 60s kind of Swiss international. It might have been. Or, yeah. or, I don't I don't know the name. Uh, there's two thingies. Similar time, similar thing, but they're different somehow. But so you mean when the five lines show up and it appears as al- the alien? The font and everything's yeah. like lowercase and it's this, I don't know. Oh, okay. I remember I remember where you got with that, yeah. Yeah, I just can't find that information yeah. right now. But I just want, oh, Swiss, uh, international, something like that. It must have been Helvetica. I don't know. It just looked really distinct. Mid-century, kind of. I just want to say that. I know, shush, puppy. It's so, fine. People are allowed to come home. Calm down. Yeah, I... I don't know really where it was, but the... Um, okay, yeah, it does look like the that. The feeling part, of what was on the monitors, I was really wondering, like, are they just playing weird Atari? <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, or just some of the yeah. graphics, I'm like, oh, this is weird futuristic, and this is terrible. Did they really yeah, have graphics? Yeah. CRT future. Yeah, uh, right. right. Everything's, everything's like, in, in DOS or or, yeah. or basic. Um, just was it the game Alien Isolation uses that to such an extent? It's so crazy. Really? That game is fucking terrifying. Mm. And you play as Ripley's daughter in that. Yeah. Oh. And I'd also like to say that a, there was good use of silence. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not mm. silence, but just lack of music score. Yeah. Uh, later on, when they're searching for the you know escaped alien thing, and I don't know why, it just adds to the tension. Well, yeah, like, you just have like yeah. a more. Um, it's like it's it's allowing the actual sound effects to be 
uh, to be more prominent. Like this, like the the ambience and the and just the the spooky factor of like why do we have to have dangling chains everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> like why does the cargo hold look like a, an altar to Cthulhu? Yeah. <laughs> and I do think that well. You know, the cat's most important job was for cheap jump scares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's at least two, I think. And Jonesy was very good for those. Yep. Like, this particular orange cat had the brain cell for the whole day. Yeah. And he made use of it for the enti- for, for this entire movie. Was it one yeah. cat? Isn't it usually multiple cats playing one cat? Well, it's the characters. Oh. Well, it may, it may have been multiple, multiple cats. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying Jonesy as, yeah. like, as yeah. like the character. He, yeah. had, the, he had the brain cell. <laughs> so much magic. character. Yeah. All right, at some points I thought that, you know, him and the alien were working together. <laughs> yeah, I kept <laughs> saying that, because he's a cat, and... I don't know. Maybe the maybe the, I kept saying he, maybe he cut a deal with the alien to spare mm. him because yeah, because cats are just generally just mildly evil anyway. That's true. They can be true. adorable, but they are also all yeah. a little mildly evil. That's mm-hmm. very true. I mean, hell, we live with two of them, so we <laughs> we have the scars, mental and physical. Yeah, not yeah. so much physical. They're good cats. Yeah. I know. Don't I'm slander a, the cat. Hey, they're my kids too. I've they're, been good. Past, they're good cats, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're no, but I, just, I like the silence in the beginning of this, how it mm-hmm. slowly like lets you in. And then you see this, how it goes over the ship, nobody's really talking, you don't really see anybody, and I I was just like, What am I looking at? Yeah. It was around sunset, so we still had the lights on, but it was starting to get a little hard to see, but everything was so dark anyways, I wasn't sure if we were missing anything. Well, there, there yeah. were certain bits of this movie I wish they had made a little bit darker, but we'll, yeah. we'll get there. So the uh, they go down and they investigate this planet. Um, they, I don't think they give it a name in this particular they movie. Don't, don't. It, does, fuck. it does get named mm. later in the series, and then it gets renamed again, and then it shit happens. But... Um, yeah. They uh, go down and investigate basically the ribbed for her pleasure spaceship. <laughs> um, this entire ship appears to be of some kind of alien design. Yeah. Uh, H.R. Geiger just kind of threw up all over the inside of it. And while they're in there, uh, John Hurt finds, like, oh, look, I found a hole. He sticks his hand in the hole, and then a face hugger comes out and oh, goes not, right through his helmet. It's not just that. It was just like, oh, I climbed down this uh, space anus, or spanus, as you might <laughs> say, down to this dark pit full of leathery space eggs. Oh, look, I think there's movement. In, oh, he's really channeling Dr. Carrington from the last oh, yeah. movie. And I didn't bother telling anyone what I was doing. Well, he was narrating, but I didn't know if they were getting the information. So yeah, he ends up with a face hugger right through uh, the uh, the plastic of his visor. And Ash and uh, Ripley uh, get yeah. into an argument. Ash and Ripley get into an argument about Ash whether to keep him uh, to keep them outside of the ship because like quarantine procedures, we don't know what the hell's going on. To kill all of us. And Ash like directly disobeys the uh, like basically Ripley's orders because she's. Like, she was the head. She was in command once once he's out, yeah. Ash directly uh, disregards her orders and opens the airlock and lets everybody in. Yeah. Including the alien. Yeah. Yeah, they take him to the medical center. So, yeah, they go to the the, the infirmary and they scan him on the thing and they find out the the face hugger has basically just kind of become one with his entire body it's like feeding him yeah. oxygen and to peel it off will peel his own f- will pull peel his face off yeah and uh, it, they try to cut at one of uh the the face hugger 
finger thing spurts its like acid blood, which eats <laughs> through three floors of a spaceship. And I remember this from Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't remember yeah. this. I was just like, oh, I yeah. knew about the acid blood, but not. And there was it was in a, it was a parody. It was one of their Halloween episodes. It was when yeah. they did the Shining short. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, uh, it was uh, yeah. it was at Conglomo. Oh, when Heifer yeah. worked as a night guard. No. Well, no, yeah, but that was the shining bit. But there was another one I can glom on. Mister Ed Bighead went and poked something, and the blood spurted out blood, and went the the acid went all the way down. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, no fooling around down there." (laughs) That was it. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was clever, and I I just like the expression on the guy gives after uh, the beardy guy checks the. Checks the hole where it stops with yeah. the pen just to see if it's really stopped yeah. or going to put a hole in the entire hole. He's just like... And it just eats the pen. He's like... Huh. He gives it back to the back. guy. <laughs> Here, break it out back. It's like, I don't fucking want it. <laughs> what do I do with this? If I put it down, is it going to eat through the ship? That kind of thing. So, yeah. So with the... Uh, with him in... With, with John Hurt in um, the infirmary, they're try, they're discussing... What they should do, uh, Parker do they need keeps it saying. Or what? Yeah, Parker keeps saying, "Why aren't we freezing him? Yes. Why aren't we yeah. freezing him?" Listen to Parker. Yeah, yeah. right. Because this is exactly what you're supposed to do in this situation. If you have the capability to put him on ice yeah. and freeze out all of it until you get home, you fucking do that. Yeah. And on top of it, it would fulfill Ash's uh, mission as well. Yes. Right. To just freeze him. And yeah. get him back right. home. That's yeah. exactly that. That is the yeah. path of absolute least resistance. But no, we're not going to do that because this would have been a short, not it a movie. It would have been a very short movie. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it would have been a short, not a movie. But I mean, it's still, it's a. It, this kind of lost me for a little bit here, but then you know, as it started to pick up, was later. Well, I, I don't want to go too far, but well, the the next the, day, yeah, next day they wake up and uh, the thing has kind of fallen off of John Hurt, and and Ash is just poking it, and poking and it's it, skitting, like skittered away. But they they managed to oh, find right. it, it skittered off to die yeah. essentially, and um, they. You know, everything seems to be fine now, so they put the thing into storage, or they set it off. They set it on fire, I believe. Right. It's basically a giant space sperm, so I don't know why it needed to run away. <laughs> Although it moves when Ash pokes it, and he says it's yeah, a reflex. It's a reflex yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it looks like a disease with China at that point. Yeah. And then they, yeah, you know, and then they decide, decide with everything, you know, seeming to be okay, we're just gonna go. Conk back out for another ten months until we get home. Yeah, let's have one more meal before we go. Uh, before we go, go to go go hypersleep. into hypersleep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That word completely evaded me. Yeah. Uh, Stasis. And while they're having dinner, we have the pretty pretty much iconic scene yeah. from this movie of the chest burster uh, ripping its way out of John Hurt's chest, <laughs> and the effects. Are actually really quite good. They're they surprise me right up until the now. Uh, Josh wanted me to wanted me to mention that in this scene, they didn't know what was going to happen. Nope. He, only John Hurt knew because he had like the props and such on yeah. him. A cameraman knew so they could get out of the way of the blood. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a producer knew. 
no one else involved in the scene knew that there was going to be blood spurting and all of this. Like, it's a, this is shit, really? this is yeah, genuine that. reactions of oh fuck, oh shit, oh fuck, wow, damn, I didn't know that. So, like, the effects and everything in this in the shot as it's as like his chest is bursting open, there's just like the blood mm. is spreading on his shirt, and it's that that's a really cool effect. And then the chest burster. Comes out of his chest like a really like, toothy, angry yeah. turd, <laughs> and it goes. Ah! <laughs> the world's worst. And then logo. just slides away. <laughs> yeah, like a kid holding a dinosaur action figure yeah. for uh, in front of a camcorder, or like yeah. a or like a Muppet, just. Yeah. And I can just say, the just the only first thing I thought of was the Family Guy parody of this scene, huh? when it was the guy is Jeffrey or whatever his name is. Like, oh no! You know, like, <laughs> they, yeah, 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 and they did the parody. You got up and say, "Oh hi, no, it's just bone. Ain't nobody got any food. Oh no, man. Oh no, I made a mess. Bye." I thought of the scene from that I just found out today was from Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> The alien comes out with a little with a little straw hat and a cane yeah. and dancing. Hello, my baby. Hello, yeah. my hunt. I started singing that because <laughs> Spaceballs was my favorite movie of all time. It was the most risque movie I was ever really allowed to watch. I mean, aside from my, my first R-rated movie that yeah. my dad took me to was uh, Backdraft. Oh damn! Which yeah, which is about a uh, a psycho yeah. firefighter killing yeah. other firefighters using fire. Yeah. Did I mention my dad was a firefighter? Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> I didn't sleep well after that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I got I got. Oh, uh, uh, I was coming with thoughts. You know, in my head runs there. away and then everyone's yeah. freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, oh, they uh, eat him into space like an yeah. undignified Spock. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even like in a shuttle thing. They just kind of like, and you see him tumble. Well, yeah. he's like wrapped in a death shroud. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Ash didn't want to hang on to like hang on to him for study or everything that he touched or something. Say, at that point, though, I don't uh, like he was well outnumbered. Yeah, I don't think like I don't think Ash would have been able to get away with that kind of uh, that kind of a situation. Chino, what are you growling at? Calm down, sir. Anyway, I'm rubbing my foot. Yeah, it's the it's aliens. It. They're in the vents. Yeah. In your foot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the thing, I don't know how long they're looking around for it. Uh, it is for a decent chunk of time, and they're keeping keeping the, um, like, the, tens- the tension up, because mm-hmm. I've got the the, um, the motion sensor to try to find the thing. Yeah. And, like, the, we have our first jump scare where they think they found the critter in, like, a locker, and they it's open Jonesy. up, and it's Jonesy. Yeah. Damn you, cat. Yeah. And so the cat runs off, and they're like, well, now we got to find him again. So it sends Brett off to, you know, uh, to catch Jonesy. Mm. And, of course, it's always going to be, it's always the best best course of action in a horror movie to split up. Mm. Right. So Brett goes off on his own, and he's walking through what I swear to, what I swear to be, like, a Lovecraftian, Chthonian nightmare temple but it's actually just the cargo hold and it's yeah. just for some reason it rains in here and I don't right. know why. and he just kind of lets it run on his face like ah refreshing like what the fuck you doing what if it's the alien drooling on you what if which pipes is, are which right. turns out it is yeah really that refreshing looking mist yeah. part of it 
But yeah. there's water coming down, but the alien is right next to it. Like, you actually uh, can see it kind of, like, hanging just over his head during that scene. Like, just out, just out of his own perception. It's, it's later when Ripley's like, okay, we yeah. have to go in pairs now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Buddy system. Buddy system. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. the alien has gotten much, much larger. Yeah. Uh, oh, because fi- that guy finds... The skin, the molted skin yeah. of the of the little that was pretty good. turd monster. But yeah. at the same time, I'm just like, okay, why? How did it get to be man size? It goes from dildo size to man size. What the fuck is this? Where did he? He hasn't. How many? He doesn't even eat. Has he eaten anyone yet? Nope, not yet. Brett's the first. Brett, not extends. even the whole thing. Just <laughs> it just kind of came out. We don't know how much of them we he ate, but. Movie magic. That just kind of that just kind of took me out a little bit. Yeah. So he, he he kills off Brett and you know they try to find him. They try they go to find Brett and he's just been eaten, killed. However, it is that happened. Park like he and Parker were like best friends, so Parker's all messed up about it. Yeah. And then we cut to back in like the main habit habitation thing, and they're trying to figure out. Okay, so what do we do? We got to make sure we have uh, the the the. Flame things. They made flame emitters. And then I stopped talking about the cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, we're doing this. Honest. Yep. I don't know. It's probably this pressurization and oxygen content going to make the place flammable. So, yeah, they figure <clears throat> out that the thing's using the air vents to move around the ship. And they're like, okay, the only the biggest air vent that something that size can actually get through, we're going to seal that up and we're going to force it out of wherever, and they, they come up with this whole plan uh, where most of them are going to hang out in what appears to be a gymnasium and just track the thing using the motion tracker while Dallas goes into the vents and tracks it down and randomly fires off his flamethrower because he's got a flamethrower, why the fuck not? Yeah. And during this whole scene where he's like kind of cr- like scrunched up and like moving slowly through the vents and the things following him, it's beautiful tension built up. There's it's so great. Much, it is yeah. so great. And then the thing catches up to him, and it is very clearly a man in jammies. Yeah. Like, this movie was not yeah. meant for HD. No. Like, when, when when Dallas turns and he yells and the monster reaches out to grab him, it's literally just a guy going, give me a hug. <laughs> it's a man with a bucket on his head and Leah and a leotard with, like, the like the exoskeleton drawn onto it. Oh, but I, it's clearly just a dude. With yeah. the thing. It's like it's drawn on. You don't I see it very quick. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you can see it later on yeah. in in the shuttle. But we'll get to yeah. that. It was just weird and dark, and sometimes the sun yeah. was a little bit. The lights were a little bit on. Yeah, and I gotta say, listeners, this is the point where you really gotta stick with it. For those people who are not into slow burn movies, this is one where you just say, okay, stick with it from this point on because it does build up. If you made it yeah. through the slow opening yeah. stuff where they're just, like, undocking or yeah. docking or whatever, I think they'll be fine. I mean, I did this. I'm not a fan of really slow burn horror itself. I mean, kind of get into it. Let's get in, Let's get going. But this is where it does it right. You see, this one, it uses the slow burn to really build up the world. It, and it works. And, like, again, this is the used future. Yeah. Like, I've talked right. about this looks like people actually live here like the 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 basic tech looks like yeah. it's, it, it could pro- like it could probably break you don't really see like in in star trek you don't really see an ensign punching a console going oh come on give me my soda or anything right. like that i think i this saw some com- pinups somewhere out of focus 
it at one point, you know, mm-hmm. on a wall. Um, in the, um, when Ash is trying to choke out, uh, Ripley, on oh, the wall, that. on the wall, all around there are, like, pinups and, like, you know, you know, um, centerfolds and such. That's the, those Swimsuit. all pinned up around yeah. the, 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 I assume that's someone's bed. So, um, so yeah, the monster is away. It's gotten, it's gotten Brett, uh, and then it's also taken the captain, which leaves Ripley as the one in, one, the de facto one in charge. Um, Time to shine. They're trying, they're again trying to figure out what to do. They need to get rid of this thing somehow. So their plan is to kind of like yeet the thing into space, but they are. They end up uh, end up thwarted by Ash, who kind of goes oh, she, uh, a little batshit. Yeah, Ripley was trying to get into the secret scientist file or something like. Yes, because she's she's the acting <laughs> officer in charge, so she can go into the weird like computer room, cornucopia light show room, and <laughs> and read the 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 the, the crazy monitor. green text. Get this movie was not meant for HD, man. Um. She finds out the actual, like, science directive when you find something like this is the crew is expendable, get this thing back on, well, in any, like, the best, as much as you possibly, yeah. Get it back to Earth, damn it. <laughs> wow, words are hard. Uh, yeah. Get it back to Earth now, crew is expendable, do whatever it need, whatever you need to do. And... It went full Carrington! It, and then, uh, Ash is in the room with her. And they start fighting, and we kind of figure out that Ash ends up being He tries to an choke android. her with, yeah. like, a rolled-up newspaper? And yeah. This <laughs> was just one like, of the most impressive her? parts of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And when he starts spurting out that goo, and you're like... <laughs> I'm uh, like, yeah. you went to Olive Garden, you ate too much, and now your insides are never-ending <laughs> pasta and Alfredo sauce. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some like, Elmer's The glue. cheese sauce, but then when his head behind them and, like, halfway cut off, and I'm like, okay, they went Cybermen here. I knew mm-hmm. there was somebody yeah. that was an android in yeah. one of these movies, so I'm like, yeah. ah, there it is. They went Cybermen here, like, oh, wow. And, I mean, I've seen this. Years ago, and I forgot all about this. Like I had, for, I'd forgotten entirely that Ash yeah. was a robot. Yeah. Like I know in the second one, Bishop is, yeah. is an android. Oh, maybe that's right. But yeah. he's never. But he's not. He doesn't. The Bishop. Hide it. Yeah, Bishop doesn't hide it. He's just like, yeah, I'm an android. What up? Because yeah. he's Lance Henriksen, and he's got no time for your shit. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Ash turns on them. And they end up having to, like, take him out entirely. Uh, they're able to, like, reactivate his head just long enough to try to ask him, what like, the fuck how, you doing? How do, what, what are we doing? Why? And he explains the company. He's like, it's, everything is worthwhile, worthwhile for science. We would have to give up everything for science. And now we're just, now it's just Carrington from, from last week. Yeah, the thing from another world. Um, but it's essentially the same idea. And before they, like, literally, like, roast the rest of his body, he says, um, I don't, I'm not going to lie about your chances, but I do wish you luck. Mm. Mm. And that was, that was probably one of the most powerful villain statements of this whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's, you know, again, where it's like this, the whole premise boiled down to it, these people are alone. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're not home. They're not safe. And, and just adding to it, they just got woken up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, God. They like, got a bad case of the Mondays. Yeah, like, they just it. got woke. They got woken up. It was the worst like, two days of their lives. Yeah, like... They got woken up after a 10-month sleep, and some days it's like, okay, I thought about this on the, on the way home from the gym this morning. If I got a 10-month sleep and suddenly I got woken up months before I was due, I'd be pissed off, too. I'd be pretty yeah. cranky, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I hate the, Mondays. So the plan is, now it's just Parker, Lambert, and uh, Ripley left, and the plan is they're going to, you know, set the ship to self-destruct, yeah. get on the shuttle, and just... Point towards Earth and hope for the best because there's like there's this no way they, they can do. there's no way they can kill it. They're no. not fast enough. They're not strong enough. The the best they can hope to do they're is not fiery to, enough. I guess. Yeah, effectively, yeah. <laughs> so through the longest sequence of ten minutes that gets stretched into about thirty five. <laughs> yeah, and this is where I looked at it. it was like, oh, we got seven minutes. I'm like, all right, let's see time check. That's not going to be seven minutes. Like, nope, not at <laughs> all. Because you got twenty-eight minutes left. So yeah, they she's, uh, they they split up to they send uh, Parker and Lambert go to try to get as much coolant as possible because apparently yeah. it's like the the shuttle's going to need a lot of coolant if it's going to get them ten months, you know, towards Earth or whatever. And uh, Ripley's going to go and get the shuttle ready. So of course. Once again, we split up because this is the best course of action we could possibly take. Uh, during the course of all of this, I believe Ripley. I yeah, but there was only there's only three of them left. Oh. Yeah. So Ripley is on the shuttle, getting it ready, and she sees movement, and she's all freaked out. And second Jonesy's uh, scare, but she she's got the cat. She puts the cat in a crate, and this is the most precious cargo oh, in the entirety I of the movie. Damn right, it is. And that cat went in that crate very, very easily. Right. So right. This was this was Jonesy being like, "Oh no, I know what I know. What's out there? Put me in the, Put me in the crate. Yeah, I'm done." Yeah, and I've seen that like handling cats over the years. <laughs> I mean, that has got to be the hardest thing in the world. It's like, come on, go in the f- yeah. and it just grabs the edges. Yeah. No, but I mean, it like was finding him that was the hard part. Yeah. Getting him in was. I don't yeah. know, I could get a cat in a crate, okay. Well, I mean, you and I have got it down, but I mean, for one, pers- one person to get a cat into a crate, that is terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. It's like solving a Rubik's Cube. I can... Except the Rubik's Cube is sharp on five, <laughs> out, of, on five out of six ends. I can, I can get a cat in by myself. Yeah. It's still, it's tough. It's tough. It's not easy. All right, so during this whole process, they are separated, and uh, the alien kind Lambert's of... Lambert's freaking the fuck out. Lambert is absolutely freaking she's, the fuck out, I because like the alien ambushes the two of them, yeah. and... I feel like she's morphing into uh, Shelley Duvall. Oh, bit. she's... She's well, crying, yeah. and she's just... Well, if you'll, if you'll notice, Ripley is freaking out during the course of all of this, too. When she gets a minute to stop, you see her just kind of, like, almost throw up. You see her, she's... Oh, when she sees the corpses, yeah, she throws up. Yeah, as, but I'm, I'm like, even, even after all of this, when she's a, when she gets a second to like catch her breath, it's like everything's catching up to her, right? And she's like, oh, oh god, oh, because it's showing yeah. that she's an actual person. Yeah, yeah. Like she's not just some like feelingless like tank on legs. She's not. She's not John Matrix from Commando. 
Right. She's she's an actual person. Yeah, and all of her friends who she's been spending months with, granted they've been in Hydra sleep, but you know, incredible. But, but it's coworkers, possible everybody's friends. dead. They're just you know dropping yeah. one by one by one. Eventually, the, the yeah. alien takes out Parker and Lambert, and she's you know out of time. She's like, all right, I I I can't she can't do this. So she goes runs back to the bridge to try to deactivate the. Uh, the self-destruct, but she is literally yeah. one second too late. Yeah. And she, she ends up having to but get onto the shuttle. Bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. She has to get onto the, the shuttle thing. herself, and just it's going to be just her and the cat, because she finds Jonesy on the way, but she has to go very, very carefully, because the thing is stalking her yeah. through the um, through the halls of the Nostromo. That's right, yeah. yeah. And, and she, she thinks... And she thinks she is, she's managed to evade him, gets onto the shuttle, detaches the shuttle flies away we see like the countdown timer and then we see like three nukes go off in space yeah it was like, like that was an overly dramatic explosion <laughs> i was just confused why there was more than one explosion i fail safes and then a fail safe on the fail safe i was just thinking of how in pokemon they used to do those action shots three times in quick succession it's something like that yeah i'm like are you going for a retro anime sequence <laughs> Yeah, so she, you it, know, she detonates the thing. Is like, ah, they were it's interesting. Dead. Oh, thank God, it's dead. Explosions were interesting because it wasn't yes. just like your typical fireball. Because I don't know, all I know is I've heard that it wouldn't work that way in space. So. There wouldn't be Probably as much. No, there wouldn't no be as much flame in space because there's yeah. no real air. There'd be a very quick burst, yeah. but it wouldn't be able to maintain any kind of real fireball. So I wondered how realistic that was. Just like this blue and red, blurry. Ooh. It looked like one of my backgrounds on my desktop, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but, um, mm. yeah, so she detonates the Nostromo, and as far as, and, you know, as far as she can tell, she's done. Yeah. She's like, okay, this... Underpants I'm time. alive. It's time for the most uncomfortable-looking pair of underpants. Pull those, pull those things up. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit. That cannot be comfortable. But mm. we get a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of uh, TNA. As Joss put put it uh, when we watched it last night, we got a little bit of TNA, and then she t- then she turns around and Joss is like a little TNA. I'm like she it's a lowercase a. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out that as she's getting ready to uh, hunker down for yeah. uh, a long shuttle ride, yeah. uh, the alien is on the on the ship. Arr, he's gonna get you. I had trouble and he's like seeing anything. Really hurt, I guess, because mm-hmm. he's just kind of wedged into a panel, and it just like reaches out and just kind of like swipes at her, kind of half-assedly. Just, ah, just get over here. I'm, uh, I'm gonna eat you. Yeah. I'm killing you. Can you go a little here. bit closer, please? It's like, yeah, I'm so tired. I'm kind of tired. I ran away from an explosion. It was so cool. You yeah. should have seen it, but God, yeah, so tired. God, Lord. Oh, yeah, it was fast. <laughs> So she like uh, ducks into the uh, into like a, a closet to get away from the thing, and while she's in there, we get this kind of sneaky slide into a spacesuit and try to do this as very quietly as possible without getting the the alien's attention to come after her. But the mm-hmm. alien doesn't really seem interested in doing much else but laying there, going, "Oh God, I just everything hurts." Oh God. And if you and Jonesy is safely tucked away in one of those and, sleeping pods. Yep, Jonesy's mm-hmm. already been tucked and been jammed no, into a pod. No more jump scares for you, Mister. Um. So. Um, she ends up getting her, like, an actual spacesuit on and got get all the seals mm. and everything. Yeah. And she 
she kind of puts herself into one of the one of the chairs and like buckles herself in very oh my God, very quietly belts. and basically blows out the airlock for the ship to try to get the alien to like Die. just get yeeted out into space. And during this whole thing, the alien has kind of like slumped his way out from the panel that he was behind, and it is so very very clear that this is a man in a onesie. Yeah. I just, yeah, I was just a little confused the, by that point. Yeah, the alien, the, the alien design, the xenomorph is a terrifying design, but it works better as like a puppet or an animatronic or some kind of effects because you just put a man in a suit and it's too, it's got too much chunk to it. Mm, right. You know, that like, thing needs to be like a stick bug. Exactly, that's what makes it terrifying, and the and the weird proportions and the backwards legs that you can't really do when it's an actual person in a suit. Again, not intended for HD. Um, the thing kind of comes at her. She hits the button and vents it into space, and uh, the thing's just not. It's just grabbed onto the sides of the uh, uh, of the of the airlock. And she, like, fires a harpoon into it, knocking it out into space. But the harpoon space gets stuck jaws. in the door. Mm. It gets stuck in the door, so the, the the very clear alien action figure on a string gets slammed into the very clearly oh, plastic back half of this, this spaceship. <laughs> and it kind of clatters around a couple of times. I'm like, oh, we've run out of budget. Sort of like yeah. the, the the dummy from Married with Children. Yeah. <laughs> the Al Bundy fall off a roof dummy. That or reminds Santa me. Or I, whatever that was. I was thinking that, listeners. <laughs> all you gotta do is is Google "married with children dummy Christmas." It shows. It shows <laughs> that Al or Santa. It was Al. Oh, in a Santa's. Yeah. So, I mean, no, no. Sorry, it was Santa. But they did that. That was the Where same dummy Santa? they used when Al Bundy fell off the roof. Yes. And it very clearly is a dummy. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're not even pretending. No. No, but then again, not meant for HDTV. Exactly. You, know, you could very clearly see with updates that this, they do it really quick and they cut away. Well, yeah. what do they yeah. expect to do with, like, a giant movie screen? Right. Yeah. So she manages to, uh, like, the, 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 the xenomorph gets, like, stuck to the back of the engine. Mm. And she, like, cranks Spent the... It. she Yeah, she cranks the engine on and mm. just incinerates the bitch, which yeah. is a pretty cool way to kill off an unkillable monster, in my opinion. And with the, with the alien actually gone now, she kind of does, like, the last log of the Nostromo, explains what happened... Like, I'm going into hypersleep, I'm pointing the shuttle at Earth, I hope someone finds me. So she goes into cryosleep, and the movie ends. I like this ending. Mm-hmm. Especially when you really don't know, and she's wondering if somebody will pick her up. She's hoping that somebody she's sees got her six signal. weeks. Mm-hmm. Six weeks to the frontier, yeah. which I'm assuming is like the very edges of the solar system, and right. the rest of it to get home. But yeah, she's her and Jonesy are the only ones who survived the movie. Um, and she, we're gonna be we pick up in the next movie like I think like five minutes after. Oh, yeah, that co- was fast. And if I'm not mistaken, the company blames her for everything. Oh, really? Yeah, because well, we find out it's Wayland. Find out the name of the company because it's just the company in this. We find out it's Wayland Utani, and it's just. Tones, it. What do you mm. get? 
Something, something, something deeper in debt, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah, I did remember it. Like, Another year older and deeper in debt. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was trying to think of a way to make it alien-y, but... Mm. Yeah, there's something there. We'll find it. Yeah. So, uh, with that, that's the movie. Um, mm. Shall we take a short break? Let's do it. Talk about 4041. Yeah. Before we do that, we just want to um, mention before we go there, we are hiring Folks, yes. so we're looking for, uh, if you see our last posting here, I had to do that. I'm uh, looking for somebody to help with our social media as well as somebody to approach local businesses. We're looking for somebody in the Fall River, Massachusetts area. It's a commission-based position. This is not, we had this years ago, and we wanted to do something with interns that wasn't a pay thing, and then, you know, people just came in and left us real quick. I don't really blame you. Yeah, I don't like really blame we, it at all. It's like we, we can't really pay a, a um, can't really pay like a wage because we're yeah. ba- we're barely getting by ourselves. Right. Yeah. All four of us have full time jobs, mm-hmm. so we have. But we want to be able to make this good, and you know there is portions here. So send your email in movie theater time machine gmail dot com. Send your resume in, rather. Um, get on the board. Get on board with the team. Be happy to have you. Yeah. All right. So with that. And a quick break, we'll come back with uh, maybe a bit of fantasy casting. Oh, yes. Good. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. And they called him Michael. (laughs) What? Really? That's how it went. Off screen. Yeah. Yeah. And I had that whole story. You didn't hear, nobody heard anything about it. Damn. Stop messing with the audience. Oh, wow. And so, and so, so. That's, that's when I punched out the cop. And uh, long, long story short, uh, you got bail money? Yeah. So, uh, We're hiring. Right, so, a <laughs> little bit of fantasy casting. So, I, I wanted to bring back a little bit of uh, like my usual thing. And it would change this movie, oh God, the tone it. of this one, quite a bit. Everyone is Muppets, save one. Uh, so, uh, hurt? no, uh, no, it's got to be Ripley. Yeah. Because even the alien has got to be like Pepe. <laughs> you know, For some reason, I was thinking of Gonzo because of his enormously phallic face. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Gonzo could work, yes, but uh, I just. Maybe an uh, alien or a bird or whatchamacallit or something. You're close. Fantasy thing? Oh, uh, Gonzo, he's, he's a whatever. He's a whatever. Oh, okay. You're close. So it could be yeah. a daily. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I love Miss Piggy. Oh, so that... Then Ripley could be Miss Piggy. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Ripley... Okay, Ripley's Miss Piggy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Would that make Dallas Kermit? Maybe. <laughs> that's the closest thing to a relationship between anyone because like Captain Kermit could be Jonesy I don't know uh, what if you have it that the alien is Nanny 
Oh my god, you never oh see Lord, your face. You just see you just see like the HR Geiger legs. Exactly. You just like you just exactly. see like the, the horrible claws, yeah. but they've got the, the striped socks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just you just have the alienist oh. nanny and they do that and how they kept doing her Muppet babies is flashing the reality and fantasy back and forth. And, and never showing her face ensures we can't see how shitty and dated exactly. the effects are. In exactly. Because okay, that's the second mouth that that the alien has in this. Yeah. I couldn't it is far too square for anything like in nature. Yeah. <laughs> it is a perfect goddamn yeah. square. Yeah. And it's and again, it's for, like, for the rest of the design, everything's like uh, rounded and goopy and phallic and weird, and they yeah. just have this block. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just wondering: God. is the scene that we always see in pop culture with the thing coming at someone's face? Yeah. Like, for some reason, I can't not picture Tina Belcher. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, yeah. she did a what? An alien music? A story about an right. alien musical? Yeah, and I was just—is that the yeah. second movie? Yeah, where the things where the things like right right at her yeah. face—that's yeah. that's yeah. aliens. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I was thinking, I was thinking about one. like the the Family Guy bit again, where they had Jeffrey again. You know, I'm gonna mm-hmm. eat you. I'm gonna eat, I'm eat you. you. I'm gonna eat you, my little math too. Rawr. Yeah, all the pop culture jokes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Make it a little bit, and coupled with the dated uh, alien effects, compared to all the other effects being pretty good, yeah. is it makes it hard to take the alien yeah. seriously the, all yeah. the time. The alien is just—it's it's not a good idea. But it's not scary in this yeah. in this version. Right. It definitely gets creepier in the next in you know the next series of, of yeah. movies because they have a bigger events. they have a bigger bu- bigger budget yeah. and better effects. It just the, the alien itself takes it takes me out of the movie Alien. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I, not. It's it's like yeah. I can almost see the zipper on the back of the suit. Right. Because all these I movies, couldn't see it well enough. It was just yeah. flashed by quickly, yeah. and I'm like, is this light clear? Is it just dark? I, I don't yeah. know. What's it's just all these oh, movies that I was so terrified of. Yeah. You terrified watching, of this, but you didn't see I, it. You, I was terrified of the concept uh, yeah. of a horror movie. I, I don't think I can I can really fully express just how much of a goddamn wuss I am. Yeah. Like I am an absolute pansy, lightweight. I I don't I can't handle being scared. I can't go to haunted houses. Oh. Right. So I, I had this whole thing where the horror movies were the worst possible thing. I couldn't possibly. Yeah. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! And now I'm watching them like few years ago with the original Halloween, yeah. aside from, you know, Chino coming out of the darkness and, and oh, trying to try get that and story. jump scaring me. Uh. Aside from that, the movie itself wasn't really that scary. No. And, you know, I've, I've mentioned the story before, but if we have new listeners, a few years back, uh, around Halloween One time, of your first episodes, too. We were doing yeah. uh, the, the original Halloween. Yeah. Um, hadn't seen it. Just like I hadn't, I haven't seen most movies. Uh, yeah. You guys are just like Joss. You're not allowed to be surprised when I haven't seen something. Yeah. Um, and at the time we were living with uh, my parents, so we just had like a spare, like really small kind of cramped room where the mattress was in. I was sitting on the bed with my laptop on my lap, watching around the dead pixels in the center of the screen, just watching this. Horror movie, and I turn the lights off to make sure you know get the right kind of ambience. Yeah, ambience going on, that. and I'm sitting on the bed and I'm watching Halloween, and it's not too scary, but it's tense. So I'm getting kind of like you know nerved up. It's like I know what's going to happen. 
What I didn't know was this little genius <laughs> had snuck in the room with me oh, before I closed God. the door. And at one point, when I think it's like when, when Lori's walking past the hedges and you just kind of see Michael out of the edge of the head, like pick, poking his head out, Chino, out of the darkness, comes up to me and just licks my hand, which I had resting on the bed. Oh my god. I shrieked like a little girl, threw the laptop, it's got more dead pixels now, by the way, it's <laughs> sitting right here, turned all of the lights on and had to do a lap around the house a few times, because it was just like, I need to walk off this terror! Ooh. And this was... And this was before Joss had joined up, so she was in the other room watching Game of Thrones with my mom, and she just hears, I, I cannot reproduce that shriek unless I am in mortal terror. I can't hit that pitch trying to. Oh, that was, that was a situation. The movie wasn't scary. The goddamn dog was. Oh, my God. Oh, no, he enhanced it. Wait, every time you tell that story, I just can't have a pictured sheet on walking around. Like, what did I do? What, what happened? What? I'm a dog with, I don't know, I'm going to yeah. wear shark I was shark trying to love you. With jaws on. Yeah. Oh. And I, <laughs> just, re just remembering that is just making my heart rate go, oh, God. Oh, shit. Oh, I remember the first time you said that in the old studio. Yep. And you're saying it's so deadpan and I couldn't stop laughing. Just just uh, a, a wet nose from the darkness. Uh, oh, God. Oh, Bridget, I couldn't stop laughing. I think I hit my head on the microphone. <laughs> that, that yeah. reminds me of how... Uh. I heard the that old movie director William Castle would have weird gimmicks set up in the in the theaters, like the ting for the tingler. I think it would mm. oh, wasn't brush like your a, ankles or something. That was, yeah, there was like uh, feathers on sticks behind, like behind where your ankles were, or like little something. air jets or something. So, yeah. so you just See, had that experience. I mean, yeah, impromptu four D. It's like, yeah, it was like, exactly, like 4D theaters down in, like, Florida. Like, for a bug's life, you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you feel something on the back of your, back of your legs, and you're just like, fuck that, I'm out! <laughs> no, uh, thank you. Oh, God. I gotta say, like, what makes this a little out of date? You say it's not scary, but it's like, it... This it movie, I oh, it does. No, it, it does. Is very tense. It does. But beautiful think world about building. the mo the movie's release is in seventy nine. Mm -hmm. So just before that, a year or so, you had um, you had Jaws. Mm. Okay, you know, Star Wars and um, Star Wars was seven. I should know yeah. that seventy seven. Yeah. Question mark. So, but still, I mean, you had that. So you had Jaws, and Jaws was one of those that people never saw anything like that. People were afraid to go in the water again. It's playing on. That's what Dad said. Things that could. I'm um, going off his notes, but uh, yeah, I knew hope know, was uh, seventy seven. Yeah, things that can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, so like you're you're somewhere. Something had happened to your car. You're somewhere. All of a sudden, it's like, uh oh. It's the now implication. Do do? Oh yeah. no, the alien is Dennis Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you the, gotta fuck yeah. the alien so we yeah. don't maybe hurt you. And that's the success of when it's really successful horror is when something happens. It's not just slasher killers and all that. And when you think of something like Rob Zombie now, where like some of his movies pretty good when he's when he's kind of controlled. As much as bit, I, yeah. as much as I love Rob Zombie, yeah, there are certain things that he should not have full creative control over. Right. I.e., the lights pointed at the monster. Right. Because he is so he's so big on making sure it's like, look at this monster. Isn't it scary? It's just like it'd be scarier Enjoy if I didn't see it. Exactly. 
want I mean, you to appreciate you know, his it, art. Yeah, and, and where I do you, appreciate it, but it's, I'd appreciate it more if I couldn't see most of it yeah. and that filled yeah. in, and my brain filled in the rest. Because trust yeah. me, my brain could do some scary shit. That's yes. the thing. That's the thing. I mean, a creative person, a creative human being, it's like a, the brain is like a puzzle, mm-hmm. right? And you have one piece missing. So, I think I've got a couple more than that. but Yeah, uh, but you have one piece missing and you see something and the brain wants to fill in that puzzle piece with whatever it can. But so it's when using you, pieces from different puzzles, so it's just that <laughs> one chunk of a Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> yeah. picture in like this. And it's smashing that piece into there just to make it fit. <laughs> so it's, so it, Thomas the Tank Engine is yeah. the um, almost invulnerable alien now? Mm. Uh, yeah, or, or he's, uh, he's Death Claws in Fallout 4. Oh, yeah, that that would be really analogous. Because I've seen I've seen Thomas as the dragon in Skyrim, but really the best Skyrim dragon mod is making it Macho Man Randy Savage. Right. And the way I see it, where you have all this, like, you know, this is where it played correctly. You got to know the people. You got mm-hmm. to know all this, like, you know, in Jaws, where you got to know Quint and all the others. Mm-hmm. And then you see them alone on the ship, you know, and the shark is going after them. What if the you alien know? was played by a shark? When it was Space Jaws. And you have Sharknado. Four? Was shark that the one that three. went to space? Just, okay, now if the if the alien was played by a shark, when he comes out of the, the vent shark. after Dallas, yeah. it should have been Hi, I'm Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Wade? Bill Playboard? No. Humans are friends. Not yeah. fr- ah fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I want cheese bragging that you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was Alien. Um it's not a whole lot more that I can say. It's a it's a good movie. It may not have hit me exactly as it should have because I've seen other horror, other yeah. space shit that mm. made it, you know, a little, I don't want to say obsolete, but not quite. The uh, Seinfeld is unfunny trope? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Thank you, TV tropes. Even though, yeah, Seinfeld is unfunny and it sucks. Anyway. I thought it was funny, but mm. it is... One of the, you know the trope is when something becomes very influential and you know copied like a blueprint and things become commonplace. So when you see the original that was groundbreaking or whatever, it doesn't seem very. It's like what is this? It's not as funny as it was originally. That kind of thing. You know, I hadn't thought about it in that sense, but yeah, it's like you've seen the stuff that's based off of it, and now this one's not quite so scary. I think that was the Weird Al effect, technically. Yeah. You can spend hours on TV tropes. <laughs> I used to. Yeah, me too. When I, when, I used to deliver, when I used to deliver pizza, in between deliveries, I'd be sitting on my phone just, like, scrolling through TV tropes. Yeah, Weird Al effect is when the parody is better known than the original, like Foghorn Leghorn being a... Um, a caricature of a politician or something. See, at this point, um, yeah, at this point, I can't listen to Gangster's Paradise without the <laughs> without Amish Paradise going on in my head. I listened to our episode where you uh, you and I drove Jocelyn nuts. Because <laughs> which <laughs> which one? That doesn't narrow it down. Well, n- narrow narrows <laughs> down to like okay, five less. You know, okay. maybe one where you weren't there. Uh, I'm right. Um, but there was an episode where you and I did it. I was doing the Amish Paradise lyrics, and you were doing Gangsta's Paradise, and then we flipped. Yep. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Alrighty. So, uh, with that, yeah. I mean, like I said, there's not a whole lot I can say. This is a classic movie. It's worth yeah. watching. It um, is. 
I'm not going to actively seek it out, but if I find, like, an alien box set somewhere, I'd probably grab the whole the whole thing. Yeah. If it wasn't for the dated alien effects, it would look pretty timeless, I think. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, Agreed. Obviously, the computers being weird and old yeah. and single color, but see, excluding that. See, I, I, yeah. I, also, I like that, that aesthetic, though. That's, yeah. that's the lived-in, that's the 70s future. That's the CRT future. Woo! Totally agree. All right, so uh, next week we will be continuing uh, Alone and Afraid Month. With, <laughs> with aliens. With, mm. No, with, not. But with aliens, this time yes. with The Thing. Yeah. Just The Thing, the one from the John Carpenter remake of The Thing from Another World from 1982 uh, with uh, starring Diabetes and <laughs> Kurt Russell. And it does have Wolfer Brimley, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Diabetes. Shit. <laughs> Why does he look like a walrus? Because uh, he's the Eggman. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think if this is the right one, I have a really good story for next week. All right. Cool. Uh, cool. So next week, join yes. us. Uh, yeah. If you're watching along with us, 1982's John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, probably, honestly, I think John Carpenter's best movie. This is, you know, controversial opinion, yeah. I'm sure. I would agree. I would but, agree. Uh, yeah, with that. All right, and be good. Take care of yourself, but don't be too good, folks. <laughs>